You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. So you'll notice a slight change in the podcast. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you will know exactly what has changed. If you're listening to the audio podcast, you'll now know that this podcast is not only available on audio, but also on video. So I decided to make a change here and, and update the format a little bit because I know some people prefer to watch videos or we're listening to audio podcasts and why deprive anyone from listening to this podcast or now watching the podcast because they do not want to subscribe on audio. So here we are. This is a slightly new format for me. So I'm going to try and, and do the best I can to multitask here and also to make sure not to make any kind of visual gestures that wouldn't translate into the audio podcast. So another piece of change here in the format is that as I'm getting more and more into this uh, WSET tasting system, which is now the level three systematic approach to tasting, which is the tasting approach that I follow when I do my courses, which I do at the WSET, so the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, if I could talk. And uh, yeah, so I've signed up for the Level 3 Awards in Spirits, which I will be taking an exam in in February 2020. So I'll be slightly tweaking the format of uh, the way I go through things. It's not really a lot of changes. It's just a few minor terms that are slightly different. I'll make sure to call them out as I go through each episode so that you guys can follow along. But it's all in all pretty much the same format. And then also one thing I wanted to mention here is that after talking to a few listeners of the audio podcast here, as I was getting through more and more details on the individual spirits, as I were in, let's call it season one. So we can call this season two because it's kind of a, a change and, and a little bit of a new start for me. So what I was doing in season one was that I was going to two spirits in every single episode. And as I was getting more and more into these tasting notes and more details and more nuances of these spirits, the episodes got longer and longer and longer to a point where people didn't actually have time to listen to the full episode as part of their commute or their journey, their gym session, whatever they're doing. So I've decided to continue this season two with just a single spirit per episode. So this will obviously make uh, the episodes a little bit shorter. It will make it easier for you guys to follow along as well because I do not jump between the two spirits as I'm making comparisons, uh, which did have its place, but I think for the purpose of moving forward and just focusing on a single spirit, I think it all gonna make sense for you guys. And uh, yeah, as always, if you have any comments, any thoughts on that change, feel free to reach out to me on my Instagram account at spiritspeople at any time. And obviously, if you're a Patreon supporter, feel free to ping me over there as well. And speaking of Patreon, 
Before I jump into the tasting here today, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's supporting me over there. It means a lot to me and it will also maintain this podcast, both video and audio, completely advertisement free. And uh, yeah, just kind of serving you guys without the kind of influence of, of advertisement uh, left, right and center. So yeah, really appreciate it. And uh, if you haven't joined me over there, feel free to check out the link in the description below if you're watching here on video. And of course, you can always just go to patreon.com forward slash spirits people. So a final thank you before I jump into this episode is going out to Stephen James, who has provided me with the blind sample for this specific episode. So I met Stephen a long, long time ago for the first time at the Rum Fest in London. And we then also just stayed in touch online. But I also met him at the Rumfest not too long ago, and he handed me a whole bag full of samples. And a few of them were blind samples, which is perfect because it means I can use them for the podcast here and as part of my practice. Um, so yeah, thank you so much, Stephen. If you want to check him out, he is at Rum Diaries over on Instagram and also his Rum Diaries blog is an amazing resource if you're into rum. If you want to do any kind of research, go and check it out. He's probably tried it before and uh, yeah, he'll probably have a lot to say about it. So, so yeah, that's it. And I think with no further ado, I think I need to stop talking as uh, <laughs> I have a tendency to ramble, which I feel like I've been rambling a little bit here. Um, and actually, one more thing. Before I jump in here, uh, you'll notice on the final edit here, both audio and video, I'll try to not spend too much time on the actual editing here. I'll try to do these a little bit more uh, like a natural progression of how it would taste. Um, so what I'll do in the background here is I'll do the nosing and tasting ahead of me recording. And then what I'll do at the actual recording, I'll nose it and taste it again, because that means I have a second chance to either change my mind or confirm some of the notes that I had to begin with. So I think this format will work out, but who knows, we'll try it out. And uh, if it doesn't work, we'll change it. So there it is. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Let's jump into the first section. We are ready with the first segment of the podcast, which I'll, I'll just quickly talk you guys through here because I did forget to talk about it in the introduction. So the different segments here of the podcast is that we first assess the appearance and the nose of the spirit. Then I'll take a quick break. I'll jump back and we'll talk about uh, the palette and then we'll finish off with the conclusion and the reveal to myself what it is that I have been drinking. So for this particular spirit, I'll kick this off with the appearance and nose, and then we'll take it from there. So as I'm looking at this spirit here in my tasting glass, this is a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that. This is water white and completely colorless. So there's absolutely no color in this glass. It basically looks like a small glass of water. So the suggested texture here, so I'm just swirling the glass here to make sure I get the oils up and running on the side of the glass here. So 
If you're watching this on the video, you might be able to see that the legs are starting to pull down after a little while. It's not coming down too quick and uh, the legs size is quite thick. Although they're not they're not lingering for too long on the on the circle here, so there's always a circle here on the on the glass top when you start to swirl things around a little bit. So it doesn't sit for too long. So I'll put this at a suggested texture of medium towards high viscosity. And then obviously when we hit the palette, we're gonna see how that kind of translate into the actual mouthfeel of, of the spirit. So that's it on the appearance and then on the nose. It's a clean nose, there's no kind of faulty aromas like that, so there's no there's no obvious faults of, of what I can see. However, it is a very intense, very intense nose here. So actually if you think about the intensity of the spirit here, and we're gonna, I'm gonna have to try and remember to look at the camera as well. I'm looking at my notes, I'm looking at the glass, the microphone, but not necessarily at the camera. So sorry about that, guys. So in terms of the intensity, the way that I would assess the intensity is to move the glass from my chin and then towards the nose and then put my nose all the way into the glass. But in this case, I don't actually have to because I can actually smell the spirit all the way down from uh, the desk here. So I'd, I'd say this is a very pronounced, very pronounced nose and a lot of the aromas are actually also coming out. So, so very intense in the glass, which could mean a lot of things uh, in terms of high ABV. It could mean a lot of things around the distillation and stuff like that. But I think for now, as we're just kind of going into the nose, we'll, we'll kind of stick with the pronounced intensity and then uh, yeah, we'll move into the, the characteristics here. So the first thing that comes out of this glass, I think is a little bit of a giveaway in terms of what this is. And you might say that, yes, you got this from Stephen James and he is rum underscore diaries on Instagram and his blog is rum diaries. So yeah, obviously he gave you a rum. However, this is blind tasting. And I think the key to assessing any kind of spirit blind is to make no assumptions. However, I will, I will say that I'm pretty certain that this is a rum and I'm pretty certain that this is an agricole rum which means that it's uh, produced um, not from the molasses or the honey coming out of the sugarcane. It is produced with the sugarcane juice. So it has a very specific profile to it. And the profile is very, it's very sharp at first. And I think this is probably a combination of ABV and, and style of spirit here. So it's very sharp in terms of the notes that are coming through so it's it's quite astringent it has like an acetone almost like a nail varnish uh, remover type nose to it and then there's some some charred uh charred pineapple there's some lemon oils in there there's also so those are those are quite sharp and very very specific category of notes that if you can imagine it's, it's quite maybe not even pleasant if, if, if you're thinking about it overall, but there's a combination of things here that actually makes it really, really nice if, if you are in fact into this, um, into this style of rum. So there's a little bit of burnt sugar, which adds a little bit of sweetness to it. There's also some vanilla. And then 
which is quite strange because after a while, and this is this is from my first kind of nosing of this uh, behind the scenes here. So at the very end, there was a little bit of strawberry and cream, and I was quite surprised because it doesn't really it doesn't really fit the overall profile here. So it was, it was quite surprised to kind of get that level of sweetness behind all of those very sharp notes like that. Imagine like you're you're having strawberries and cream and then someone next to you is removing their nail varnish. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily combine sound like anything that you would drink, but that's kind of what, that is, what, what I'm getting from this spirit right here. And strangely, it works. It it actually, it's <laughs> it actually is a very well combined uh, spirit of of these like very specific characteristics that shouldn't really work together. But I think you'll find with a lot of um, with a lot of Acricoli rums, you get this kind of almost like very very widely stretched variety of of aroma characteristics. Um, that for some people is is a big turnoff. Um, I think for me, it's something I've learned to appreciate. I'm not saying that this is my absolute favorite style of spirits, but I think it's something that I definitely find very fascinating. And the way that you achieve some of this, like there's also a high ester on this, I think, like some of those like very tropical fruits here uh, would suggest that there's a, a longer fermentation period as well, where you get some of those very tropical fruits uh, coming through the pineapple, uh, and stuff like that. It's very typical for, for that kind of uh, estuary, estuary nose. So I think on the nose here, finally, before we, we start diving into the, the palate and the tasting here, I think I'll say that the ABV is, is probably quite high. I think for now, I'll probably put it between 55 and 60%. It feels like feels like it could be a little bit higher at this point, but I'm not exactly sure. And it's a little bit easier on the palate to detect that kind of level of ethanol in, in the spirit. But I think just a combination of, of the very, very pronounced nose here, and also a lot of those sharper notes will, will definitely spray off some ethanol out of the glass here. And as I'm swirling it as well, it's, it's going to release some of those vapors. So yeah, it might, it might give away that is quite high. Um, in ABV, but it's it's definitely going to be easier on the palate here. So I think with that said, I think let's uh, put this down and um, yeah, I'll jump into the tasting. Right guys, we're back with the tasting here. And I did a little bit of a tasting here in between. So I've tasted it twice now over the course of an hour. I started this about an hour ago. I kind of prepared my notes and then just tasted it again just to kind of refresh my palate and my memory before I started recording here. And one thing that I'll say is that it's kind of developed a little bit on the palate, which, which it typically will. So when you start tasting something, depending on like what you've had to eat or what time of day it is, like all that kind of stuff will affect your palate. So as you taste it over the course of a, of, of a period of time, and not just an hour, this could be like the course of a day or the course of a week, you can basically just have it sitting around and, and then you can taste it at different times. But yeah, I think just within the past hour, I think some of those very harsh and astringent notes that I was getting on the nose and also carry through 
to the palette here has mellowed out a little bit. So I definitely think this, this potentially would change even more if I would let it sit even longer. But I think just for the for the purpose of, of this assessment, let's just take it as in it definitely develops and some spirits will develop more than others. And, and obviously it's it's all individual. So it doesn't really matter. But I think as of, as of right now, I was definitely getting a, a slight more integration of, of some of those um, those notes, if you will. So just going through uh, the grid here. So in terms of the sweetness, uh, I think this is a dry spirit. I don't think there's any added sugar to the spirit. It comes across as sweet on some of the characteristics, but not as in sweet as 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 that kind of sugary um, elevation of, of some other characteristics. So I think, yeah, dry spirit. And then in terms of the texture here, I think it's very mouth filling, it's very warming. And also the the texture, I think in terms of the viscosity here, maintains that kind of medium to high viscosity in the mouth. It's very oily. It kind of definitely coats your mouth and it's also quite it's quite pronounced um, on on the on the palate here. Although I think compared to some other spirits that I've tried that are quite voluminous on the palate. I think this here is just probably a little bit below. And this is this is one of those things that in the WSET level three, you have this um, sensation of or not sensation, you have this um, measurement of the intensity, where instead of you put medium and high, you have this kind of medium plus. So I think this will put in the medium plus category of the intensity on the palate. So the flavor characteristics here um, kind of maintain that kind of sharp, um, sharp sensation, as I was saying just a, a second ago. And a lot of these things carry through from the from the nosing. You have that kind of acetone, uh, acetone sensation. You have some of that char coming through, and and it's really that uh, pineapple note. And also, the lemon oils actually do come through. And then one thing that I started noticing, and this is something I just wrote down, is that. It almost feels like on the palette that there's a little bit of charred oak. So as I was saying in the beginning, there's no color to this, but this doesn't mean that it hasn't been aged because you can you can filter the spirit and strip away all of the color and then maintain some of that um, uh, aroma and flavor characteristics in the spirit without having the color of, of aging or anything like that. So. I'm not 100% sure if I'm convinced that there's any type of aging in here, but something that I was starting to get on the palette was that almost like a drying sensation that wasn't necessarily tannins, but it was definitely something in that um, that um, that category, if you will. So yeah, something to, just to kind of process for me a little bit here. Um, but also one more thing that uh, that came to mind was that the sweeter notes that I was getting on the nose here started to disappear a little bit on the palate. So it became a little bit more one dimensional on the palate, whereas the nose was quite vibrant and it had a wide variety of uh, characteristics that it was offering. And, and they were kind of like spread across like a long spectrum where you have very astringent, very, uh, very sharp and very uh, almost harsh notes and then on the way other side of that like very sweet notes as well so they kind of balance each other out so on the nose it felt like it was quite big and quite um, 
what's the word for that? Quite, let's just call it big. It was a very big and very voluminous nose, but on the palette, it almost felt like it narrowed down the spectrum of, of what characteristics it offered. So a lot of those more astringent aspects of the nose became more present on the palette, but a lot of those sweeter notes just kind of disappeared. So it's almost like it went from being nice and, and, and big and offered a lot, it kind of became a little bit more simple. And I'm not saying that this is not a, this is this is a bad thing or a good thing. I think it's just an observation that I found quite interesting. And I think you'll find with a lot of spirits, actually, you'll find that on the palette, a lot of things doesn't really come through and certain things will come through a lot more like bitter tones will come through on the palette much more than it will on the nose. It's hard to detect uh, a, a bitter sensation on on the nose of a spirit, whereas like you can taste those things. And I think on the on the similar side of things, I think more fruitier and more citrus type notes can be dumbed down a little bit on the palate. I'm not saying they disappear, but like they can definitely become a little bit more masked, and some of those more bitter notes will 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 kind of take its place. So I think for this one here, I think in terms of the overall journey that I like to talk about, so the journey of looking at something in the glass, nosing it and tasting it, kind of like, how does that whole experience feel like? What's the balance of things? And I think the thing that will pull it down from, from being an, an outstanding category spirit for me in this situation is that it kind of became a little bit more simple on the palate. The duration of the finish is very long, but similar to what's on the palate here, it just became quite a quite one dimensional like that acetone note and that very bitter almost like a licorice note just became very one dimensional on the finish which means that you're not really getting a lot of different aspects of the spirits overall when it's kind of lingering but then you start over and then it feels like a different spirit it definitely feels like a little bit of a disconnect uh, however i will say because this style of, of rum can be quite one-dimensional, even on the nose. Um, and obviously there's there's plenty of them out there, but just from, from what I've experienced so far, and this is by no means like a, a, wide, variety, a wide variety, if I could say that, a wide variety of, of Acricoli rums, I'm, I'm definitely like getting into that. But from the ones I've tried so far, it feels like, it can be a little bit of a one-trick pony, if you will, where it's 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 just kind of that agricole style and you don't get too many things on the nose. Whereas this one here definitely feels like it offered quite a lot, but then it kind of came back and it, it became that kind of uh, profile that I recognize a little bit more on the palette. So I'll say it belongs in the very good category following the WSET format here. And my guess is that yes, this is an agricole rum. I think, although I was getting that oaky note on the palate a little bit, I can't really pick it up on the nose. I'm not able to pick up that thing. It just felt like that, almost like a like a drying sensation in the mouth. So I'm gonna say that this is unaged. I don't think there's any aging happening with this spirit here. I think it's it's um, it's a fresh distillate that's been uh, watered down to present itself as what it is here in the glass. I don't think it's been watered down quite a lot. I think my final note here is that 
it's probably around 60%. It could be even higher. It was very sharp and, and very prickly on the side of my tongue here. So something that tends to be an indication of, yeah, this is high ABV. So yeah, I'll say about 60% and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I think let's dig out the result. Actually, Steven has sent me an email with the result. So I'm gonna dig that out and then I'll present the reveal to you guys in a split second. guys and we are back with the reveal and uh, <laughs> so this is uh, definitely a curveball from Steven here this is a pretty unique bottle I think I've never heard of this before and uh, maybe if you are watching or listening you may have heard of this before this is completely new to me so this is the river river Antoine rum coming in at 69% so damn Pretty high ABV there. I was, um, what did I say? 60, maybe 60 plus. So not too far off. I wouldn't say that I thought it was 69 though. That's that's pretty high. So it says here is a tourist bottling, which means that you probably can only get it travel retail and stuff like that. And also what it says here is that this is a cane syrup distillate. So it's not a cane juice and it's not a molasses distillate. It is the syrup, which I think this is probably the first ever cane syrup distillate rum I've ever tried. So I'm not sure, and I'll have to go back, I'll have to test this against maybe some some uh, cane juice distillates because I didn't feel like I could detect any any significant difference. And obviously, by no means an expert in agricole rums, but I didn't feel like I was getting anything different. Um, so yeah, maybe maybe I'll have to have a chat with Steven here and see what the deal is and, and see if I can learn a little bit about uh, the syrup distillate. So yeah, very interesting. And also it says here that, what does it say, from distillery, from a distillery still employing very old methods and using a water wheel to power the cane press and utilizing the dry baguette, I have no idea what that is, to fire the Vendome pot still. So this is beyond my knowledge here in terms of rum production, but I'm sure in a couple of months as I'm going through the level three studies here that I'll know a lot more about these, but uh, man, very, very cool and very interesting. And uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I'll say thank you to Steven. So Steven, if you're listening or watching for that matter, thank you so much for sending me this. I have a little bit left here in the bottle. So I'll have enough to do some more tastings and also probably use this to help me practice here behind the scenes as I go through my studies. So yeah, Steven, thank you so much for sharing this with me. This doesn't seem like something that's easy to come by. So yeah, very much appreciate it. Very much appreciate you sharing this with me today. Um, yeah, I think that's it. This was, I feel like longer than it should have been, but Again, this is the first episode of season two. And um, yeah, the whole video thing here, 
let me know what you guys think, especially on YouTube. Drop the comments down below. What do you think about the format here? Because obviously I was I was looking at my notes and I was looking down at the microphone here quite a bit. So maybe a little bit distracted as, as this is quite new to me as I'm trying to trying to multitask here. But let me guys know and uh, or let me know. And also for you guys listening, thank you so much for bearing with me. I know you guys have been probably waiting around and uh, yeah, I've taken a little bit longer break than I thought I would. Really appreciate you guys um, waiting around and I hope you guys enjoy the new format here as well. And if you guys have any thoughts, any comments, feel free to reach out to me, as I said, on Instagram or on Patreon. And finally, if you haven't joined me over on Patreon, I would love to see you guys over there. I do some exclusive giveaways and uh, yeah, there's also some exclusive content coming around. I've been slacking a little bit on that side of things, but yes, I will be as part of my studies here for the level three on uh, WSET Awards for Spirits. I'll be producing some content as part of my own learning and I'll be sharing that with you guys over on Patreon. There'll also be a little bit more on YouTube and um, yeah, we'll see We'll see what, what comes out of that. But more content to come and uh, yeah, appreciate your patience in my little break here. So it's good to be back and uh, yeah, feel fired up and ready to go. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. I'll see you next week. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,